Filthy NetDeckers podcast. I'm Nate, flowing like a harpoon around the internet as Darth Heretic, and I'm here with the vanilla-ist co-host a guy could ask for, Tony. You can find him at MTG Tony. <laughs> Love it. Like You like the changes? Yeah, I do. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Nate is back with a brand new invention, something grabbed a hold of me tightly. I've been thinking about it daily and nightly. Will I ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Now that this podcast is jumping, with the bass kicked in and the blood is pumping, I want to get to the point, to that point, not faking. We're cooking other mages like a pound of bacon. Take heed, because I'm a lyrical poet, Onyx on a scene, just in case you didn't know it. Other mages say, damn, if magic was a drug, I'd sell it by the gram. I keep my composure when it's time to cut loose. Magnetized by the mic when I kick my juice. Tony, you're terrible. <laughs> it says to say what <laughs> no, everyone no, tells no. Tony what they think of his godlike intro, but. <laughs> you guys love it. Uh, I have to love it. I'm going to unsub myself when I hear myself. <laughs> what was that, Onik? <laughs> I'm going to unsubscribe myself when I hear myself. I'm just going to like mute this and I'm like I hate myself <laughs> he's going back on Facebook right now <laughs> actually don't listen to this podcast actually skip the intro <laughs> uh, at least I'm not really like that at least we had fun that's all that matters on this week's Filthy Net Deckers podcast we have a special guest if you couldn't tell from the intro it's Onique not a lyrical poet <laughs> Just, just a spell slinger. <laughs> Amen. He hosted the Beat the Filthy Netdeckers podcast tournament for us this weekend. And again, we had a blast. It was awesome. It had a great turnout of players. In fact, we get some more patrons this week because of it. We want to welcome Cody, Matt, and Matthew to the Filthy Fandom. Welcome, guys. We're huge fans of them for starting to support us. We're also huge fans of our continued donations from our loyal fan base every month. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. It really is. It, it's the best. It's the best feeling in the world. You don't even understand. Mm-hmm. Just to know that people want to hear us. And it's great. I love it. And show up to the live recording. Shout out to Matt for being here for the live recording. Hi, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Thank you all so much. Um, this week on the podcast, we have our Filthy Netdickers 101, where you get to learn a little bit more about your favorite podcast hosts. Then we're going to move on to Beginner Tips, a segment where we remind entrenched players of the basics and beginners will teach some new skills. And then we're going to go over our next tournament. Uh, we're going to go over all the deck lists, what the players played, what we played. Should be a fun episode. I agree. For our FND 101, guys, I want to know, what's your favorite color combination in Magic? Color combination? Color combination. Ooh. So you can't just say mono red? Red and anything that I can play, pair with red? <laughs> <laughs> red and land. <laughs> red and oh. red and colorless? Does that count? Ghostfire? No. No, it does not count. No, Damn. No. no. Right, honestly, that probably, counts. probably the red or blue or red and white. Okay. Um, You got any like decks or something that you ever played that you um, kind of brings you the, those happy feelings? The modern Boros Burn deck is definitely something that I played for many, many years and played that in many tournaments. Nice. And then with red and blue, it's just, I don't know. I kind of like the is it color. I have that, that is it feel. And then not Prismari, but definitely is it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anik, what's your favorite color combo? 
I don't know. Like I have to think about this. For a while, I was I couldn't even decide on a single color hmm. because I always kept saying land is my favorite color, which is obviously not. But I'm just such a sucker for land for any kind of dual land, yeah, and it has to be like a full. Yeah, and it has to be a full ten cycle. Like two color. If I can only pick two, I think it'd either be Demir or Rakdos. Um. I, I mean, I play with everything, but when I was a young mage, <laughs> I gravitated towards... When I was a young uh, mage. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your, your idea for the next episode. My father. Oh, <laughs> took me he to... took me to an LGS. <laughs> <laughs> to see the pre-release. <laughs> he is a natural. He's a lyrical poet. <laughs> oh, maybe I am. <laughs> I think I gravitated towards Demir control because I I had a like a Megrim and, and bottomless pit and warp devotion if you remember that mm-hmm. one enchantment it would if anything bounces to your hand you also discard a card um, and recoil was still one of my favorite cards which bounce target permanent and you discard a card and, and just one blue back. Oh, love me um, No, me too. Uh, yeah. I think we've all but, loved um, that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was back in Stronghold, and that was when everyone was playing with Slivers, and I'm like, nah, Slivers are weird to me. Let me just make you discard everything. Ensnaring Bridge. Anyway. Um, oh, Ensnaring Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be the, 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 those colors, if I had to pick two, but I, I just usually go with everything. Very nice, very nice. What about you, Tony? You know, I wrote this up, and then I, I was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to say Golgari, because I really like destroying people's creatures and then making big creatures myself. But then, as I'm hearing you guys talk, I'm like, oh, but I really like, I, I, I like the control, the white-blue control decks sometimes, and I like, you know. That, that's because no matter what we say as our favorite color combo in Magic, all three of us will play anything. You put anything oh, yeah. in front of us, we'll play. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's some things I'm better... And find things to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, there's things that I'm better with, but then... I really do think I'm going to stick with Golgari, though. Um, I really do just like playing big creatures and killing off my opponent's creatures, so... The Mm -hmm. combination of the two just really works well for me. Yeah, that's always fun. So, beginner's tips. For beginner's tips this week, when thinking... When building a deck... Think about the cards you're putting into it and put them in there for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Even if the reason is, this is my favorite creature. That's okay. Sometimes I see people put cards in their deck that just don't make any sense. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, right? When I ask them about it, they seem bewildered that I would even ask. But once they think about it, they end up agreeing. I've seen auras in lists that have almost completely creatureless. I've seen anti-graveyard cards in a deck that utilizes the graveyard. <laughs> I love that. We just, just make sure when you put a deck, you've got a reason for everything going in there. And if the reason is I have this one card in my deck because this it matches with this one other card, stop. Match it with five or six other cards in your deck. Don't just leave it to match that other one card. I hear that argument all the time. Oh, this is really good when I get Stuffy Doll in play. All right. How many Stuffy Doll you have? 
one. <laughs> and this doesn't work with any other card in your deck? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. The chances of you drawing this and your stuffy doll at the same time are very, very small. Diversify. Make sure what you're using goes on many things. And, uh, like, I've seen another one, like, people put a holy strength in their deck. Well, it makes my creature better. Like, uh, but you could just play a better creature. Like, if that's mm-hmm. the case. Like, you don't... Make sure it just has a reason why it's in there. Or a better aura. Or a better aura, strength. right. I mean, they play with what they have. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, that card's bad. Yeah, there's... I've seen several deck lists to where it looks like it has three or four strategies Mm -hmm. at once. So it's entirely unfocused. Trying to do too much. Which, yeah, you're you're, you're doing a little bit too much, which, I mean, I appreciate that there at least you have an intent for each card in there, but they need to work well Mm -hmm. together. Like, you can't have half of plant A and half of plant C in your hand, because then it's not going to work. It's just mm-hmm. half a plant. And, and then hope we draw something and then, oh, look, here's, here's plant B. Um, okay, well, that's not going to work now either. I mean, yeah, again, play with what you got, but there are prob- but there are just cards that are just generically good that you could just put in there that just, you know, it, it's a broad game plan, but it shouldn't be very narrow and specific to mm-hmm. other cards. Yeah, well said. I agree. Yeah, you just got to reevaluate. Like, you, you got to take notes when you play. Like, is this? That's why I tell a lot of people. Like, during, like, leave it in the leave it in the deck for now, and then tell me how many times you wanted to draw but you didn't, and then tell me how many times um, you had it in your hand but it was useless. Like, evaluate that sort of thing, and then once people actually start taking notes and they realize, oh. This is bad when I have it, and it's and when I'm looking for it, I don't need it, and things like that. And then they start, okay, well, I can make better decisions mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, well, one of the classics is: Are you already winning when you want to cast that spell? And then it's yeah. just a win more style card. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need those either. I had a friend a while back. We'll call him Sean. Just the name. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> who ended up uh, putting a cheeky cheeky mirror breaker. In his goblin deck. Now Kiki Jiki makes a copy of a creature. He is a goblin. He goes, it's great. And it's a goblin. He goes, it's great. It'll make a copy of, you know, one of the pump-up goblins or a cop I'm like, sure, but what's the point of Kiki Jiki, though? You're, Kiki Jiki's like this combo generator. You're not using him the way he's supposed to be used. Because, oh, don't worry, it'll be great. And I'm like, oh, no, that's wrong, but okay, keep playing. And it was about a month later, he looked at me and goes, so I took Kiki Jiki out of my goblin deck. I'm like, huh, really? Why is that? Just didn't seem to work. I just wish someone had told me about it already. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> wish someone would have told you about it already. Come on, Sean. Yeah, I don't know who this Sean person could be. Yeah. Like I said, it's just a name. Yeah, yeah. No, Maybe their name wasn't really Sean. Right. Giles. No. Maybe. I mean, I could see Kiki Jiki being, like, fine with cards like Siege Can Commander. Mm-hmm. Because actually that'd be pretty nice, but there if you're just copying because it copies until end of turn, yeah. So if you're just copying simple cards like uh, Goblin yep. Warlord, that might be cute for, for a, a turn. turn, correct? But it, yeah, just throw if, you, if that's what you're looking for is more plus one plus one to all goblins. There's plenty of them. Just out there. just put that in instead. Mm-hmm. 
You don't need to be paying for Kiki Jiki and having that ability. The Beautiful Thing Death Deckers tournament this weekend was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a blast. Yeah, what did you bring, Nate? Um, well, the night before, I decided to look online to find some deck lists, and I found a uh, Rakdos Dragon list that I've really enjoyed playing. Mm. And literally, we did this Sunday, it was Saturday night, I played four best of three games, ranked on the ladder with it, and went three and one out of those rounds, so... I, I went, okay, I guess this is the deck I'm playing, and I sent it over. So I said the day, they were like, oh, you did really good with your deck. Your deck's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I found it last night. And everyone laughed, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm serious. I found this last night, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I had fun yeah. with it playing it during the tournament all day. Yeah, because last episode, you were talking about your Dragon's List, and I, I was like waiting for you to mention any kind of black in it, and I'm like, oh, that, so this is not the list you played. Okay, something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the literally found it the night before the tournament, played some games with it, and went, Immerstorm Predator is disgusting. Let's go. Yep. Uh, what does your deck have in it? All right, so my deck list has uh, four Fearsome Whelp, four, and I'm going to pronounce her name wrong because I can't pronounce anything right, Kalane Reclusive Painter. It's perfect. Nice job. Awesome. Four Immerstrom Predator, four Town Racer Tyrant, four Goldspan Dragon, three Moonvale Regent, four Dragon's Fire, four Orb of Dragonkind. This is like a straight four of deck. Four Shatter Skull Smashing, and then one Infernal Grasp, just to be, just to be uh, different. And then all the lands you could possibly want, including Den of the Bugbear and um, Hive of the Eye Tyrant, which definitely won me games. And this time, I did something weird. I brought a sideboard. Actually, it has so I've got a, two other cards in there that you missed. Oh, look at that. I did miss. They're hiding They're hiding within the lands. Yep. Uh, yeah. Florian Voldaren Scion. What is that? Say all of that wrong. Florian Voldaren Scion. Yeah, Voldaren. Yep. That's how I say yep. it. That's, that card, I don't know how I feel in this deck. Sometimes I've really liked it, and sometimes it did me absolutely nothing. I would have much rather have had an actual dragon or something there. Maybe it was a card I ended up siding out a bunch as well for that reason. But it was a very fun deck. Um, I like the mono red because you don't have to worry about mana as much. True. This deck with having black mana means you've got to make that decision on if you want that black or red. Though, for the most part, you have one black, you're kind of good. But then sometimes you've got the Immerstrom Predator plus the Infernal Grasp in your hand, and the sideboard of this deck is mainly black. So anything you're bringing in from the sideboard is going to be a black card requiring that black mana. I was uh, Temple of the Dragon Queen. You got the land in there too. I uh, enjoyed that quite a bit. That, Like I said, that's either black or red, and again, you have to make that decision, but mm-hmm. every single time I played it, it came into play untapped. Oh, sorry, never... I was looking at, I thought you mentioned uh, Forsaken Crossroads. Forsaken Crossroads. I didn't really like that one as much as I liked the Temple of the Dragon Queen. It's okay. It's a land. I think it. I think the deck was supposed to run three, and I didn't have the three, so I swapped it out for a basic instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine to do. Yeah. Surprised there's only two Den of the Bugbears, but... And two Hive of the Eye Tyrants. So between the four of those, and then, again, I there's a whole lot of non-basic lands in this deck. Mm-hmm. My favorite. There is a ton of non-basic lands. And and then the pathway is either your black or red. The pathway is the same as the Temple of the Dragon Queen and the Forsaken Crossroads, if you really think about it. Yep. 
they're either going to come down and produce the black or red mana you need. But like I said, I think I like the mono red version better than the red black, but the red black, that image storm predator is just disgusting. It's absolutely gross playing that for two mana. And then the good thing about this is as long as you have this deck played out for the most part, as long as you had a fearsome whelp, a uh, Kalane reclusive painter, or an orb of dragon kind, you kind of kept your hand. Hmm. Because all three of those cards ramp you to your turn three big dragon, Emberstorm Predator, Time Razor Tyrant, or uh, the Moonbill region. All came down on turn three, as long as you had one of those other ones. Yeah, that's, and they that's didn't tough get to be. All right. um, I brought Esper Control, because mm-hmm. I talked to you, and I was like, hey, what are you playing? Now, I want to make sure we had some diversity, since I know we both like yeah. dragons. So. And you don't want to go and end up playing mono white mono white aggro with me playing this aggro deck. Yeah, yours. I mean, yours is kind of like a mid range deck. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm not really too worried about the aggro deck, so I will just play full control. Let's do it. This deck has two. Um, there we go. Uh, cards. <laughs> it has more than two cards. It's got seventy five. Uh, it's got two Leer, um, Disciple of the Drowned. You uh, card's fantastic. When this card comes out and you have land, you just win the game. I know at one point I had gotten um, three Time Warps in my graveyard and just <laughs> kept re- recasting them each turn and attacking with Leer and just won the game with that. It was fantastic. It's got two Hullbreaker Horror. Also another unbelievable card. Um, again, when this card comes out, you're just going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Duress, two Jawari Disruption, four Fading Hope to take care of all the... I hate that card. I, I mean, it's just Unsummon. It's not even... Unsummon has never been a good card. But for some reason in this format, it is. It's They're not... One little Scry is just so it's much the value. Scry, that's the... That's <laughs> the, like dig in it's the yeah. oh not only am i gonna bounce your creature i'm gonna make sure my draws are better next time that's what i hate about it just it seems so innocuous to me but it, it mm-hmm. really is fantastic um i also have the one of infernal grasp i don't know if that was a thing but <laughs> yeah that's a thing yeah. uh it's got a disdainful stroke too which is kind of cool it's got one test of talents uh one memory deluge it's got four vanishing verse i love this card just that's removal in a format, my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Exile target monocolored creature. Permanent. 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 Yeah. I messed up with that card one time, too. I should have uh, used it against one of the other players, uh, Meathook Massacres, and I didn't. We'll get oh. to that later. Uh, it's got four divide by zero, two divine purge, two Teferi who slows the sunset, uh, which goes great with Key to the Archive, which I have four of oh, also. Yeah. The fact that you can play him and then untap the key again. Key and a land. And so a land. he costs you all of one mana to play. Yep. Yes, it's disgusting. Yep. Even just playing the key after he comes out, and then you can untap it and then use whatever mm-hmm. spell you got off the key right away. Yep. Uh, it's got two Doom Scars, two Discover the Formulas, and then... Did you like that Discover the Formula? Um, I liked it a lot late game early game yeah it cost six mana yeah six mana is sketchy but it's just a six mana spell 
That doesn't do you, anything. It's essentially draw three cards and they're going to cost cheaper. Draw three non-land cards and they're going to cost cheaper. And everything else in your hand is also cheaper, too. It's everything in yep. your hand? And yeah. everything in your hand costs one less. Which, again, it's great when you get to that point, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times in the early game, I just want to make sure I'm staying alive till the late game. Yeah. And it's almost kind of a win more card, like we were talking about earlier. But yeah. it really does, it refills the hand, and you don't have to worry about anything once you cast out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, you just draw pure gas. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to whiff on that card. I don't think you can, really. And it's all perpetually, too, so... I'm sure a couple of dis- duresses or, like, a fading hope or, like, you getting a duress and a disdainful stroke against, like, a big, you know, a deck that doesn't cast things that the disdainful stroke's gonna be helpful. Yeah, on. and I guess you can also but... get, like, a draw dis- disruption when they got plenty of mana and it's like, well, I mm-hmm. guess that's a land at this point. It's still a land, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, really like this deck. Um, it has a great side uh, sideboard, too, of uh, lessons and more test of talents, go blanks, uh, more doom scars in case you're going against that. Lessons you do to the divide by zero. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, that teachings of the archive. Oh, that kills sometimes. Teachings of the archaic. Yeah. Key to the archives. Teachings of the archaic. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I thought it said archive. Archaics. Yep. Yeah. That is. Hate when they're just like, oh, I've got no hand here. Let me draw. Let me draw some more cards with my draw three Love cards. If you, yeah, especially if you're fading, terrible. Hope, you return something to their hand, so then they have four mm-hmm. cards in hand. Oh, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got this list the morning of the tournament, <laughs> so I went and I uh, was looking at all the different lists on Twitter that people had posted and went seven zero on day one. Or four and zero in the uh, best of three, and I was just going through everything there, and like a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I went seven zero with this in the arena open," and a lot of it was this. So I'm like, oh, "Let's just play it. This looks like fun." And the list That's I took, pretty much what I did when I found my deck too. Yep, it was a best of one deck uh, with the sideboard with just the lessons, and then I added some stuff that I thought might help. So it's definitely a net decked deck because I am a filthy nice. net decker. So am I. We all are. Even if you don't know it, you still are. Yeah. And you didn't play this one, right, Onik? You just kind of no. Facilitated so this everything. one, yeah, this one I set out because um, I noticed that I am better coordinated with the tournaments if I don't participate them in myself. Um. Not that, and it's not really a conflict of interest sort of thing, but I just I, I get a bit more in conf- the middle of a game and then have to enter in stuff. Yeah, it's like hey, I need it, you know, because my uh, results, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I'll get to you later. Then I get distracted, and then right, the rope starts going, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that either. That, and I'm not a huge fan of alchemy yet. I'm still looking forward to it once Kamigawa gets released. Um, we're gonna get. I assume we're going to get rebalances, which I'm actually, at this point, I'm surprised they haven't been announced yet since it's oh, after the open. Don't worry. Two o'clock today will be the time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, it'll, be, it'll be out before the podcast is out, but after we've recorded the podcast, it's how yeah. it works. So we'll just pretend like, oh, they finally fixed Inquisition Captain or whatever it's called. Inquisitor Captain. Yeah, Key to the Archive. Is anyway. Finally, key to the Archive finally got nerfed. Yeah, and... 
they got they buffed still on the plank, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of alchemy at the moment. Uh, I'm looking forward to more cards. Uh, so it really mixes the format, so it doesn't really feel too s- similar to standard. But yeah, I sat this one out. So instead of the bounty of beat me, double or nothing, I put the bounty back on you guys to where if the patrons not just beat you, but kick your ass, we'll say 2-0, and oh, uh, then they double up. Now, did anybody... I don't know if you happen to have this information right, away, right here. Did anybody do that last Ooh. time we played? In the first one? Oh, last time. Yes, um, yes. The people who... The people yes. who went and beat Onique both beat us 2-0, if I remember correctly. Wow, okay. Yes. It was Daniel Lewis who 2-0'd you guys, yep. as well as Justin Hill 2-0'd you guys. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then went on to beat Onique each, right? Yeah. Uh, I beat... No, well, I beat Justin, barely. Um, and Daniel, I lost to him 1-2. Uh, to two. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting a spreadsheet of all the F and F and D tournaments that we're gonna have because we will definitely have more. Yeah, the, absolutely. I had a great time. Yeah, the, these are so much fun. Yeah. Wow. Yep, and we got the deck list of all the ones who participated too. Yeah, our, mm-hmm. our first opponent uh, was Matt Cordaway, new patron. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he was playing Is It Mill against us, and I talked about this deck I think last week or the week before on the podcast, right? If mm-hmm. not, I definitely posted it in our uh, Discord and everywhere else, because I, I enjoy this deck. It's got uh, four Ruin Crab, four Fading Hope, four Spike Field Hazard, four Dual Strike, four Expressive Iteration, uh, three of that Galvanic Iteration. He has one Seagate uh, Restoration, three Maddening Cacophony, one Prismari Command, four Divide by Zero, four Tasha's Hideous Laughter, three Jawari Disruption, a second Prismari Command, not with everything else for some reason, and a bunch of lands. In my defense, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I generate these images through MTG Goldfish. Okay. And it puts cards in random places. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not no, like a four it's of terrible. Three Their or um, visual view is awful sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I, it, I make sure to have, like, the current images. Because sometimes it'll put, like, for the basic lands, it'll put, like, a white border island, but, like, a secret lair mountain. So, visually, <laughs> it looks very awkward. Yeah. So, everyone's, like, basic lands, I, I put the Theros lands, because that's what brings me happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I do. <laughs> me too. But, yeah, he's got um, four mountains, four islands, four pathways, uh, three snarls. Uh, three Evolving Wilds to get some extra triggers off of the Rune Crab, and then two Field of Rune, which can also get extra triggers off the Rune Crab. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how did you do against him, Nate? Oh, I was playing dragons. I just flew over his mill creatures and attacked his face. I beat him 2-0. Okay, okay. Yeah, I also was able to win 2-0 in this matchup. Um, I think because... Wait, we, if we went 2-0, don't we get extra packs, Tony? Yeah, Unique's gonna send us packs, yeah. Awesome, nice. Actually, I already got mine. They're right here. See? These are all the stuff you just sent me. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love that bag that the uh, stuff came in. The bag itself? The 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 magic bag. Yeah. That, uh, I got, because that's the, I got it in Vegas for the uh, Channel Fireball event. Mm, okay. Because I, I bought a shirt and I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep this bag because it has a little Planeswalker yeah, logo on there. Yeah, Planeswalker logo on the bag. And, and then I, I had to pat it a little bit. Oh, yeah, because I sent you the, um... Crimson Vile Box um, Topper. Box Topper, yes. Yep. 
Because he likes me better than you, Nate. Sorry. Well, <laughs> You've played in tournaments and won. <laughs> yeah, that's, I haven't. That's, that's so what it is. So you whichever it is. Second place in the entire group of 50,000 people. Yeah. For standard. So. Yeah, I was upset I didn't get first, but. Tony did not beat 50,000 people in standard. No, but I offered it to 50,000 people and they all were too scared of Tony. <laughs> so I don't know if Tony is who they were scared of, but okay. I mean, it was a free tournament, so they could have entered. I entered. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm certainly better than that. <laughs> I've been saying you're a better Magic player than me for years, Tony. You're the one who keeps telling me you're not. No, I maybe it isn't level. your thing. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, I think both of our decks, I've played a lot of this, is in Mill, and our decks line up really well against this deck. Yeah. Um, Tasha's Hideous Laughter is a fantastic card against uh, the mono black deck, the mono white deck, um, any of the... But when it's only hitting eight cards off the top of my deck because it hits a Goldspan Dragon and that's five pips off of the 20 already. Yeah, yeah mine hits a Hullbreaker Horror or an Unexpected oh, Results. Oh. And it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah, cool, you got four or five cards. Mm -hmm. um, I th This was a bad choice, if he had known what we were playing. What we were playing. Yeah. 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 Against the other top decks, this one runs it over. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it just happened to be bad luck, really, that we were playing against. We had big mana decks. Yeah. Um, it had a lot more counter spells than I usually play in my deck, too. Um, I don't usually run the Jawari Disruptions. Uh, I, in your mill version? Yeah, in my mill version. I have more uh, the Cathartic whatever. It deals three damage to a creature, or you can draw two, discard two. Mm -hmm. Oh, the I know what you're yeah. talking about. Pyre? Pyre yeah, or something. Yeah, that's it. Carth um, Carthatic Pyre. Yeah, just because I want to kill their creatures more than I want to counter their spells. Uh, Prismari Command does that a little bit, though. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really understand the Seagate Restoration, either. Seven mana spell, no. I don't want to get to seven mana. And otherwise it's a land I have to pay three life to untap. Mm -hmm. Just just my thoughts. Yeah, Ruin Crab did a lot of work for him. Oh yeah, Ruin Crab's great. Opponent number two was Joey. I'm going to butcher your last name and I apologize. Zel Zelinka? Probably just Zelenka. Yeah, Joey Zelenka. And uh, he brought a zombies list, running uh, four Champion of the Perished, four Shambling Gasp, four, I can't even read that, Blade Stitched Scab, four Skull Scab, you know, a whole bunch of things that are going to help out zombies, four Arch Ghoul of Thraben, or three Arch Ghoul of Thraben, Three Patient Zero. This was the first time I had ever come across this card, and it really had to make me think about blocks and things like that. It, mm -hmm. it did not make me think at all. No, <laughs> it made me think about how I had to block and stuff like that. As per control, I was not worried about this card. Understood. Yeah. Uh, three Tainted Adversaries, one Giralf, two Blood, Thir Blood Chief's Thirst, two Necro Duality, four Duress, three Meat Hook Massacre, and make that two Giralf, because MTG Goldfish likes to separate these cards <laughs> for whatever reason. Yep, yep, yep. 
And then uh, 22 lands. Is the, They move... Why would you move the two lands up into those other slots? The, the, oh my god, this is... Okay, whatever you say, <laughs> TG Goldfish. This hurts my brain right now. I understand why it does it. Because otherwise it's going to be... The, the image itself is going to be bigger. You're going to have to add like an extra row or two just to put like the one of the two of them in a easier to read spot. It just looks like there's not enough land in the deck because all the land is on one thing and you're like, oh no, oh look, there's a hive of the eye tyrant and a swamp hidden amongst the other cards. Yeah, and likes to group things by four. So it's putting the one hi I, uh, uh, hive of the eye tyrant with the three patient zeros. Mm-hmm. This deck was fairly easy for me to beat. Um, I took out the Champion of Parish the second they played it with, like, a Dragon's Fire and just flew over their heads. It was... Joey was a very easy opponent for my deck to beat. Like I said, the Patient Zero made me think. I was, like, literally going, oh, wait, I can't. I kind of have to take some damage or only use this blocker once or, you know, if there was red, leave it open for damage. But I'm like, leave it open. No, they're not going to do direct damage to my creature. That's not going to happen in this game. Yeah, I did not have an easy time with this. No? He just kept bringing things back, and, um, like, the Tainted Adversary did a lot of work for him. He kept getting more mm. creatures and more creatures, and my deck is more designed to take out one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And this is the deck that um, I messed up, and I should have Vanishing Burst the Meat Hook Massacre. Gotcha. I, I think I actually had the game locked up at the end. Uh, but I was like, okay, I just got to clear the board. And I had Lear in play. And I had things going on. And I fading hoped my Lear on the stack while I was um, doom scarring. That way I could get mm -hmm. my Lear back. Because I was casting mm -hmm. a bolt from the graveyard. And I forgot that when his creatures die, I lose a life. Per creature. Oh. And I was at four, Oops. and he had four creatures. Oh. I, you blew up the board and killed yourself. I blew up the board and killed myself against this. Ouch. And I was I was very upset <laughs> that I did that. It, I, I knew I made the mistake, because I, I felt like I was really going to win this match. Mm -hmm. And I just messed up completely. I messed up a lot of times in Ouch. this matchup. I remember um, saying in the group chat when we were talking like this, I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. Mm -hmm. And you guys made fun of me and laughed at me. I don't remember exactly what it was, but... <laughs> I think it was like, ha, ha. <laughs> I don't remember what I did. Oh, I know I did cast a key to the archive and got the perfect card, but then realized I had no other cards in hand and had to discard it. And had to discard it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Saying that. Yep. Yep. When I had played a land that I didn't have to play that turn also. Mm -hmm. Yep, just because that was dumb of me. But uh, he beat, he beat me one to two. Me. Or two nice. to one, I yeah, say, I, beat, I beat him 2-0, so luckily we still haven't had to give out any packs yet. Yeah, yeah. so far. <laughs> so Knock far. on wood. Um, the next one uh, was Chris Wade. Chris Ooh. Wade's deck. Um, on his Naya Aggro deck. Yeah, th this is definitely outside the box. I have not seen this deck really anywhere. Uh, I hadn't either. It has four Jaspara Sentinel, uh, three of the Cemetery Gatekeeper, one Tovalar, uh, two Magda Brazen Borrower, which does a ton of work. It did against me, at least. Uh, two Rahilda, four Werewolf Pack Leader, four Brutal Cathar, four Reckless uh, Stormseeker, 
four Inquisitor Captain, three of the Town Razor Tyrant, one Maul of the Skyclaves, two uh, Fateful, Fateful Absence. Yeah, Fateful Absence. That's the name of that card. Uh, one Snakeskin Veil, one Valorous Stance, and a bunch of Dual Lands, pretty much. No basics in this mm -hmm. deck. There's two forests uh, hiding in yeah, there. Yeah, there are. There right. is two forests hiding in there. This deck was really, really strong. I agree. Um, I was able to beat it two to one, luckily, <laughs> because... That makes one of us, man. Yeah, yeah. The first game, like, they played Bagda. It just attacked, like, three times and got a ton of treasure tokens. Mm -hmm. And I was actually getting worried that they had some sort of big dragon in their deck they were going to be able to get with Magda. But that wasn't the case. Um, mm -hmm. But then I was able to come back and win uh, the next two games. Just as a more controlling deck. It was relatively mm -hmm. easy. He had Brutal Cathars in there, which don't really do a lot against me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is Brutal Cathar good <laughs> against yeah. your deck? Finish talking. <laughs> we'll talk about my games after your games. So. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Yeah, I didn't... I really didn't have a lot of uh, trouble with this. I, I know one of the games he got mana screwed pretty bad. He, um, mm -hmm. I think, was stuck on two mana. And anything he did, I was countering and then just getting lands and playing stuff. Mm -hmm. it, that was the, actually game three. And it, it wasn't... I, I felt bad winning that one. I hear yeah. you. How about you? How did you do? I went one and two. I don't remember how I won the game I won, to be honest. I managed to squeak out a win. The first game I lost, they managed to put a Maul of the Skyclaves, drop that down at the correct time to be able to swing in in the air and kill me. Hmm. Like, I don't... I'm, I'm going to be able to block. And no, not with a Maul of the Skyclaves. They were able to just get through with too many things. Um, and then the third game, they ended up Brutal Cathar-ing one of my creatures away. And then they end up using Inquisitor Captain. And what do they get off Inquisitor Captain? Another Brutal mm -hmm. Cathar. A Brutal Cathar, yeah. <laughs> so that comes in and takes something else out. And then they draw another Brutal Cathar off the top of the deck. And I'm staring down at three of those going, I'm not winning this game at all. Mm. No, there's no way I'm winning this game with three Brutal Cathars. Good job. Congrats, Tony. You need to beat him so we don't have to give him packs. <laughs> is exactly how that went for me at that point. Because I played Chris first. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to luckily deal with. Um, I think it, again, it was a good matchup on my part, and mm -hmm. a bad matchup for you that time. Then the next person we played was Cody Ross. Cody was on Omnath. I'm being told. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I didn't see much of his deck when I played him. Um, this is the first time I'm actually taking a look at the deck list. Yeah, when he, when he submitted the deck list to me too, I had to. Think, I did. I saw Omnath first. Yeah, the rest of the list is practically mono green so i don't know if this is like a mono green omnath deck or a celestia omnath deck because he is running for uh felidar retreat but beyond that everything else is mono green four lotus cobras four prosperous innkeeper two kazandu mammoth two tangled florahedron four ancient green warden uh four cell the wilds three ren and seven uh was like uh a a single copy of Glorious Sunrise and four Storm the Festival. Mm. Then they got a bunch of lands, including four um, Evolving Wilds, because there's a single island and a single mountain to go fetch up, or to go uh, to make casting uh, Omnath a little bit easier. 
since this is alchemy, Omnath is legal. It is just rebalanced to where it scries instead of draws, and it costs one more generic mana. But beyond, but after that, the rest of the list of basic lands plus four world trees. So wow, it's an interesting yeah, it list. Is I think all basics, huh? Yeah. And then I'm sure between the Lotus Cobra making whatever color you need and Prosperous Innkeeper giving you a treasure token that sacks for whatever color you need. He probably wouldn't have had issues casting colors. The first game I played against him, I saw Lotus Cobra and Felidar Retreat, and that was it. That's the only cards I saw. The second game, I think, went about the same. I did not know this was an Omnath deck. I didn't know there was a Brennan <laughs> 7, 7 or a Storm of the Festival. I did not see any of this. I absolutely, I think my deck worked perfectly in the two games I played and just absolutely crushed this deck to the point where Tony was like, what am I playing? And I went, lands? <laughs> Lotus Cobra and Felidar Retreats all I've seen. And Onique is playing the, you know, I'm not going to tell you guys what you're playing yeah. third party, Nor which is the smart yeah. way to do yeah. it. Absolutely. So he's like, yep, that that's all you saw was Lotus Cobra and Felidar Retreat. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> So even Tony goes in having no idea what he's playing against either. Yeah, I almost slipped up his strategy. I'm like, yeah, he's playing Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this deck wasn't super difficult for me. I did let me just double check. I did lose one game against this deck, right? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, in that one game, he got three Felidar retreats out. And just, Ugh. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just made a couple huge creatures. And I I actually was still able to fight through it a lot. Uh, I faded hoped uh, three of his creatures and held my own, but he just had one extra creature to get mm -hmm. through with like 26 damage, I think, in one swing. So I was like, ah, well, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, it is. Uh, Storm the Festival. Uh, I remember when we this card was uh, previewed. I said it was one of my favorite cards. I thought this card was going to be mm -hmm. fantastic. It failed so many times for him, and I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, it, wow. As we're sitting there talking, and I'm like, oh, okay. He cast from the festival and got a lotus cobra in a land, Ugh. or he got a uh, you know a lotus cobra and a kazandu mammoth. And I'm like, ooh. You know how much I hate that mammoth. Yeah. Omnath didn't seem great. I don't know if it's been nerfed too much. It, yeah. If the draw card was really that important. The Settle the Wilds was a fantastic card. I loved that. Uh, mm -hmm. Running 7 did a ton of work for him. Uh, Ancient Green Warden did bring him... That's the one that you could play lands uh, from your graveyard, right? Yep. What is he really getting back? Uh, the Evolving Evolving Wilds? wilds? Is that worth yeah, probably six mana? Double double land triggers every turn? I don't know. Can can you get the Green Warden off of Storm, the festival? I don't believe so. I thought it was like five or less. Mana though. value three or less. Yeah, five, 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 five or, less. or less. Yeah, And Ancient Green Warden costs six. It's six, yeah. So, no. The Green Warden... I mean, and it with... makes, and it, the Green Warden also makes your, your land triggers double. Okay. So your Felidar Retreat's going to get doubled. Yeah, that makes plus sense. The uh, Lotus Cobra's going to get doubled. Not that I feel like if you're at six mana, you need double Lotus Cobra triggers. No. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting piece of tech that could have worked pretty well. I just 
don't know if I would run four of those. Yeah, maybe one. I, I could see one being okay in there. Is it weird that I'm looking at this list wondering where the um, ultimatum is? <laughs> um, ultimatum. Genesis ultimatum. That's uh, not a card anymore, though. Not on this format. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be why. Yeah. That's definitely why. Sultai ultimatum? Or? Uh, Genesis, I'm assuming. Genesis. Genesis oh, the yes. uh, Jeskai one? No, the... Uh, Tamer. What? The one that puts five permanents from the top of your from the top into play. Is it an inspired ultimatum? Genesis. Okay, but I they're all the it's, it's an ultimatum, <laughs> so I'll just we'll just stick with that. Yeah, yeah. The world tree I don't think makes a lot of sense here either. It's fixing the land. It's making it so you can cast whatever color you need. Yeah, it, I to me world tree is just a trap. I, I don't like the card. I never have, even if you have, like, gods in the deck. It, it, I understand the mana-fixing aspect of it. That's fine, I guess. But, hmm. I, I think this... I'm not so sure what I would want to do to make some edits for this deck to make it a little bit more consistent. But then again, also, I haven't played it, so I, right. I, I can't say too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, w- I just thought I was not of impressed with this list. So- something no. was off. Just needed more. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so then, moving on to our uh, last official game was against Daniel, and Daniel beat us last time. He is such a good player. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So honestly, no. little worried coming into this, and then uh, he starts playing and drops down a turn one Cursebound Witch, and I'm like, oh, I hate this deck. <laughs> so he is on the mono black control list. Uh, the full list is four Cursebound Witch, two Concealing Curtains, four Eye Twitch, four Shambling Ghast, two of the Jadar Ghoul Collar of Nefalia, four Fell Stinger. Two Blood Chiefs Thirst, two Infernal Grasp, four Deadly Dispute, mm-hmm. two Meat Hook Massacre, two Agadim's Awakening, two Baleful Mastery, and two Lulth, and two Blood on the Snow, whole bunch of basic snow covered swamps, some four Eye of the Hive Tyrant. Strike that. Hive of the Eye Tyrant. I don't know why I say that backwards every time. <laughs> two Faceless Haven, and two Field of Ruin. Um, this was your mono black like alchemy list, and yeah, Daniel is a very good player. I managed to squeak out two to one against him. Um, luckily, uh, the card that ended up winning me this match, honestly, was Shatter Skull Smashing. Okay, yeah, your deck one I damage really like against it. I like the one matchup. damage to Lolf. One damage to one of the spiders kills both of them, and mm-hmm. then I can still get in for damage and not have to worry mm-hmm. about that Lolth anymore. That I think that won me both games against him. Yeah, Lolth is the only card that you really have to worry about. I think with your dragons deck, mm-hmm. um, the rest of it's all just ground creatures and one ones. Well, I Twitch is there. Yeah, uh, I Twitch blocks, one. but he also can get good stuff out of the sideboard. Yeah. Yeah, um, the necrotic fu- being able to pull the necrotic fumes is great. That uh, mascot exhibition, if they get it off, is good. I don't think he managed to pull that off against me. I killed him too quickly. Well, I'm glad you were able to beat him. I was. Because yes. I got demolished by him. I, I didn't even Ugh. win a single game against him. Wow. 
Yep, yep. I was I was actually worried we were gonna have to give him four packs because <laughs> again, again. <laughs> like I have his address already. Let me just start getting yeah. the envelope um, ready. Just everything he did was too wide for me to be able to handle. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a couple wraths, but he's able to just get things back anyway with blood on the snow. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have a ton of answers for Lolf, except for Vanishing Verse, which mm-hmm. is great, though, against it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I had no chance against this deck. I think th- this matchup is probably the worst one for Esper Control. So that was all, we, we played five rounds. That was all five rounds. And we, we won them all between you and I, Tony? One of us won every single one. So we didn't actually give away any packs? Is that what you're saying? We didn't have to give out any of Onik's yep. packs this time? <laughs> yes. He defended my stash. It makes up for all of the ones we had to give out last time. <laughs> uh, overall, um, you went four and one in matches. I did. Yep. Yeah, that, not bad. Yep. Nine and three in games. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I had a positive record. I went. <laughs> I was three and two in the matches, Ooh, and yeah. only seven and six in games. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. You know, like I said, I literally just got the deck that morning and started playing it. <laughs> and I definitely like against uh, Joey. I know I messed up, and I think I could have been able to win that one. I just was bad. Just bad at magic. You know how that is. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> That's why you got also... second place and not first in a standard one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If I was better. <laughs> uh who won did Daniel win that um that standard tournament? No, that was uh guy from Mexico, Arturo Arias. Oh right, right, right. Okay, sure. That was, he was really good too. Uh overall though, we went seven and three in matches. Yeah, that's great. It's a 70% win rate for the Filthy Net Deckers. Awesome. I'm happy with that. 16 and 9 overall. It's probably about 70% also. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go with that. I'm not going to do the math. But 64% we do want to give out a pack, right? Yeah, we should still give out a pack for people just showing up. You want to do... We're, we're going to give out... Random pack? Random pack. Yeah, we'll do a random pack for uh, one of our patrons. Sounds... Because, you know, to get, to get the pack, you're going to have to be a patron, right? Yep. Sure. Sounds good to me. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. We have six messy patrons. Okay. And we have one dirty patron. Ooh, ooh, I love it. And I don't know about you, but I feel like the dirty patron should get, should get two entries. I sound I like that. So you got a D eight? That would work. I've got a phone and I can say pick a number one through eight. Okay. And you know Siri can answer that. Yes. So, we'll go down the list. I've got the list just on the Patreon right here. Cody will be uh, two numbers, so Cody will be one and two. But everyone else will be straight down that list. Okay. Pick a number one through eight. The answer is seven. Seven. That would be Daniel. There you go. So, I have his address already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Daniel wins a uh, free pack. Courtesy of Onik and the Filthy Netdeckers. Yeah, he did um, perform the best overall out of everyone who participated as well. Yeah. What was he that? also performed the best overall. Like, he, I mean, he out did. of his two matches, he games he won was three and two, which is the best record of everyone who competed. I guess if mm-hmm. you want to do second place, that would be Joey. 
Or no, or Chris. Either way. I mean, everyone everyone played well. Everyone did play well. And, uh, and, and they were all different decks, too, which I thought was really cool. Yep. yep. Nobody brought the same we decks. Have, we didn't have to repeat a deck. We didn't have to play a mirror match. Mm-hmm. I didn't, we didn't even have to play a quasi-like um, dragons versus black-red dragons mirror, either. Right. And I, I really think that that speaks really highly of alchemy. That mm-hmm. everybody brought different decks, and they were all good matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, some matchups were clearly one way or the other, but I mean, in like a rock paper scissors format, like this can be, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we we had a blast. I cannot wait for the next one next month because I'm cool to do one. Um, you also played one other person. If you want to talk about that real quick, Dakota. I did, yes. I played Dakota a couple of times. Um, yeah, Dakota's a newer player who's pretty much getting go, yeah. back into Magic after playing maybe like three games several years ago, and that's really it. So practically brand new. And I can already tell just from the conversations, like he's eager to learn, he wants to do better, but he's just a little bit mm-hmm. held back by collections, by, by his um, arena collection. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, that's like one of the best ways to see someone improve because with the cards that they have, they already play well. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to them doing even better once they streamline their deck because they went on a, they had a uh, blue black, uh, like a snow zombie list um, that has a lot of one ofs just because, you know, the collection isn't entirely there yet. Um, one priest of yeah. haunted rage, one ray of in- enlightenment, one feigned death, one ghostless possession, one charmed sleep, one falcon abomination, one dragger thought thief, one giralf, one duress, one soul shatter, one bleed dry, one mage hunter's onslaught. So yeah, a bunch of just one-offs, but the cards that they ended up doing really good with was uh, Narfi Betrayer King. I ended up playing him with this deck a couple of times. I pulled out a burn deck, an alchemy burn deck, and yeah, he kicked my butt with the alchemy burn deck. Hmm. Cannot burn that Betrayer King out. Yeah, Narfi. You kill it, it'll come right back. Just could not kill it. And there was one game where he messaged me after the game and goes, did you let me win that? And I'm like, no, I did not let anybody win that. You won that because you got, it was Tainted Adversary on like turn eight or nine and just punched, pumped a bunch of mana in it. And I'm just staring at a whole wall of zombies and they had Narfi in play pumping. I'm like, yeah, I can't beat that. What do you mean did I let you win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Um to just, you know, play against him. I didn't get to do it, but... Mm-hmm. It, it was nice. He was great. And like Onik said, he's clearly a fresh player. So, you know, I played a game with him and I pulled out that whole turn two, you know, Minion of the Mighty, Terror of Mount, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Had to do that to him one game. And he was just like, I don't even know what just happened there. <laughs> but I had to. You're a new player. You've never seen this here. Okay, now I won't do that to you again, I promise. Let's let me just try to burn your face and did not burn his face. Isn't that like all. a lesson learned card? Introduction to Annihilation. Did you just teach yes. him that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh thanks Anique for joining the podcast today. Thanks for running the tournament. Uh you did yeah, a great job as always. 
you are very uh, welcome. We will be back next month for sure um, with the release of Kamigawa. So we'll have a fresh standard uh, format to play. That'll be so fun. yeah, That'll be next, a lot of fun. next month we're, we're 99% doing standard, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah we'll do standard. Sure. Okay, perfect. Of course, if we lose, we're going back to alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> Winning formula. Let's, let's not do that, though. So you can find the Filthy Death Diggers podcast on all social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find me at FGG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, you Nate, what is your Twitter yeah, handle? I'm on Twitter now, too. Isla Kaplan, just my last name. Which I'm oh, Isla Kaplan everywhere. I'm on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever else. You could just Google my name and I'll pop up. Very nice, very nice. Uh, if you want to watch Nate on Twitch, you can find him at Darth Heretic MTG. Uh, can you though? Well, do you want me to stop mentioning that? <laughs> I at some point probably because I haven't streamed in a while, but hopefully I will. I mean, you could have streamed this tournament. Calling myself out on this one. You could have streamed this event with a with a. But then they can see what I'm playing with a stream delay. Well, then again, yeah. yeah. This is for this is for patrons only. You want to hang that's out fair. with us? You got to come be a yeah, patron. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about these. Speaking of patron, if you want to become a patron and uh, join up these tournaments for free and watch this live show like Matt is doing right now, uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/FilthyNetDeckers. Uh, best way to support us. Uh, we love you all. Uh, plus, free entry into these tournaments. I mean, it's mm-hmm. well worth well worth the money. It is a growing Which really community. Is why everyone has signed up for Patreon is free entry to these tournaments. Yep. Let's be real. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, thank you all though so much. Um, feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And I think that's it. I think we're done. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.